0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold George CPA. Glad you can spend part of your busy day with me. We have a nice Chico fall afternoon and it's always nice to, well, Chico has really good weather overall, I would say. It's uh, one of the better climates and luckily we've had some rain so perhaps we will be Not having a big drought like they've been, we've been under for quite a while and I'm just not sure what our rainfall totals are recently. I haven't looked that up, but at least we got some and maybe that'll help with all this drought problems and hopefully we'll have, I know last year, 2022 summer, last season was not a real bad fire season. Hopefully we'll get enough rain to where we have another year where it might not be a bad fire season and that would be that would be real nice. Well, business buzz, uh businesses it's definitely booming in the tax preparation business. There's seems like there's not a whole lot of tax offices that are looking for new clients I get a lot of calls and people say no one's taking new clients I try to take who I can but as I get older I really want to do a few less so I'm not sure how that's all going to work out but I'm still pretty much a full-time tax preparer that's sort of my my field uh, I won't call it a specialty because there's no specific designation other than the fact that I'm a CPA but I do a lot of income taxes, and I do enjoy those. And I have a few good recipes for at least lowering your taxes. I can't, can't say you can always get rid of them completely, obviously, but if you can lower them as far as legally possible, that's sort of the best goal you can have. I'm actually doing a small free seminar. It's uh, kind of a last-minute notice because... It's not very official, but Wednesday, uh, December 7th at 6.30 PM, I will be uh, doing offering a free tax savings seminar for self-employed people. It's mainly geared toward self-employed people and it is at Logan's Roadhouse. The room is something like the fireplace room or the fire room. I'm not sure, but it's it'll be informal. But if you want to come, it'll be a good education and uh, no cost. I'd like it if you could buy uh, food or some drink because they're very kind at Logan's to not uh, charge a fee for the room, but they hope to have a little business out of it, so... If you would like to come to a self-employed taxpayer, how to save some taxes, informal seminar, that will be Wednesday, December 7th at 6.30 p.m. at Logan's, I believe it's called Logan's Roadhouse officially, it's the one near the Chico Mall, and I haven't eaten there in a while, but they have very good food that I remember, and it should be a pretty nice place. I think the weather's going to be good. It could be rainy again by Wednesday, but I'm not sure. So give it a try, and come on in and introduce yourself if you're in the need of a quick help for self-employed people. And a lot of the things I'm going to talk about do need to be activated in January to give you the most help, so that would be something that would be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I always like, I always uh, enjoy a chance to meet some new people and hopefully help help some new people. That's that's my whole thing is trying to help. Business buzz. Well, I like to start locally. The one story lately that caught my eye was a business in Paradise that's reopening called Barney O'Rourke's. I know they serve good food and they serve some drinks, and I haven't been there with this new grand opening, but I did read about that, so I thought that was interesting. Sort of a sign that the Paradise area must be kind of doing a bit of a comeback, and I'm glad to hear that a business that was formerly... uh, I know they were they were quite a busy business back in the old days. I remember going there for some lunches. So hopefully they will have a successful restart, and I'm glad that Paradise is uh, picking up. I have a lot of clients rebuilding homes in Paradise, and most of them do say, well, it's still kind of deserted up there. I mean, not deserted, but there, there's still a lot of places where the fire hasn't been rebuilt from and it's definitely an interesting scenery. I haven't been there lately. I don't go there too often, but hopefully this is the kind of thing that'll help paradise get back on its feet. Having a restaurant reopen is uh, to me seems to definitely be a good uh, a good sign. So what's new with business there's another tax season starting soon since it's already December that gets rolling real quickly here. And 2022 continues most of the same rules as the last couple of years. The big tax changes that came in for the year for the tax year, 2018 are still in effect. I believe they go through 25. I, I, uh, I know that if they aren't, If they aren't continued, they will disappear. So that would mean that the brackets would go back up. The QBI, which is the business deduction that's helped a lot of business people lower their tax, that's kind of a 20% tax cut. That would be gone. I hope it's not gone, and I'm hoping that the 2018 tax law stays in effect at least as much as it can, because it definitely saved almost everyone federal income tax, and I'm always glad to see that. I do notice as clients move from California to other states, there's very few states, and I don't have a list in front of me, very few states have rates higher than California. The good news on California's rates is their income tax rate is not a flat rate. So even though it's a high rate, and the main high rate for most people is 9.3% for California, it technically goes up to, I believe, 133 If something happens and you have a million-dollar income year, you get these gigantic high rates. But generally, I call it 93 other than for the super rich. I know New York has a higher rate than that. I believe it's around 11. Most of the states that my clients have been moving to, it's good and bad. The rate itself looks lower. I know I looked up Arizona for a client who moved to Arizona. And I believe it's down under 3%. I believe it was 2.9%. That's very low. Idaho is... I think it's five or six. The problem with some of these other states, the rate seems low, but it's a flat rate. So if you have somebody that doesn't have a lot of income in California, they start out at 1%, 2%, 4%. And someone with a lower, lower income, they actually get very low rates in California because it's a graduated rate scale up to that 93 Some of these other states, you read about them and it's like, oh, it's 5%. That's great. But 5% is not great if it's a flat rate from zero all the way up. That's the problem some lower income people run into in these other states. In other words, if your income is $20,000, if you're in the California graduated steps, you probably reach the 2% bracket, maybe the 4%. So your tax at averaging 2% on the way up to 20 would be $400 in the year in a out of state that has a flat 5% rate. Then if you have 20,000, you would end up with a thousand dollars because it's a flat 5%. Now the guy who makes 400,000, he's paying mostly 9% to California. So he's paying 36,000. The person in the other state with a 5% flat tax is only paying 20,000 400,000 times 5%. That's where you get these skewed benefits between who's benefiting from these rates if it's a flat rate the lower income suffers the upper income usually does well like Arizona I believe it's 2.9 this year and it got lowered from like 5 4 or 5 if you get a rich person there with income of 400000 that's only $12,000 a year at 3%. That's very low tax versus the 9% that they would mostly be in in California with 30000 plus of tax. Interesting. In fact, the person who I'm talking about who moved to Arizona is somebody who retired and they decided to leave California and... One of the bonuses of leaving California is that you get this lower tax for your state income tax. And especially with the fact that this is, it seems to get a little complicated, but the fact that state income tax is now limited to a deduction on the federal of $10,000 and that includes your property tax, the state income tax, when it is high, really doesn't help you as a deduction anymore. That limitation is called the SALT, state and local tax deduction. The trade-off with the 2018 law that gave us all these lower tax rates for federal is that you can only take $10,000 in that category. Here's the problem. You would have someone who's paying, say, $6,000 a year in property tax on their home, which isn't that high anymore because of all the home values having gone up. And let's say they pay 6000 in property tax and they pay 10000 in California state income tax. Under the old rules, they would get $16,000 of deductions. In the new rules, they'll only get... Uh, the 10 of state income tax only counts for four because they've already got six in the property tax. So they're essentially getting... 6,000 of their expenditures for tax thrown out the window for deductions. I don't want to get too complicated here on the radio, but the bottom line is state income tax, not only is it expensive in some states, it's not even deductible on your federal tax return. Essentially, it's non-deductible. I would say if, you're, if you are retired, and you don't have a lot of ties to California, you can definitely live better if you find a state outside of California if your income's fairly high in retirement. Now, there's some states, of course, I believe it's seven. I'm not going to name them all, but I know most of them off the top of my head. Nevada, Texas, Florida, and Washington come to mind first. They have zero individual income tax, Tennessee is essentially zero unless you're a rich guy with a lot of dividends and interest. Those states have zero state income tax. Those are always good places to consider moving if you're retired, if you have decent income in retirement, because you don't want to be paying out 9 or 10% of your taxable income to a state when there's other states that have a 0% income tax. Now I agree there are some trade-offs. A lot of the states that have 0% income tax have higher property tax and maybe higher sales tax. California does have generally lower property tax than a lot of other states, not from all but for, uh, lower than some, but they do have state they do have state sales tax. So California is just sort of a high tax state. There's no two ways about it. I won't get into the benefits of living in California. You all know the reasons you like it. For me, it's because I have was born and raised here and lived here all my life. I've never lived in another state. But there are a few things about California that uh, leave things to be desired. This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'll be right back. People we call the unchurched often have a very different view than we have. Yeah, man, I believe there's a God and a higher spirit, whatever you want to call it. You can have faith in anything you want. There are many different views on God out there. So we want to be the station where people can tune in and find some real truth presented in a relevant, respectful way. Did you know that about a third of our audience doesn't even go to any church at all? Well, thanks to your financial support of our ministries, we're able to be here with a message for everyone. People who go to church and people who don't. Tell your friends about Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Glen County Transit Service asks that we take time to remember our troops overseas who can't be with their families as they stand to protect our country. Letters, cards, and care packages help to let them know that we're here and we care. Let's show our support through our prayers as we celebrate this upcoming holiday season. That's from the staff, operators, and families at Glen County Transit Service in Willows. Call 888-800-7433. That's 888-800-7433. For Glen County Transit Service, they're on the air because they care. Do you know there are many nations now that do not protect the right to life of innocent human beings? And that entire classes of human beings can now be killed. People who have not done anything wrong, but are simply seen as less than human. Human lives that need no longer continue. Listen to Saturdays at 6 on KKXX. Buzz, I'm Harold Littlejohn CPA. Glad you can join me for part of your afternoon on a pretty nice Chico fall day. And that should be a good lead-in to I'm looking something up while I'm talking because I I brought uh, I brought quite a bit of um, interesting stories and they relate to business, you know, with business buzz, they kind of relate a lot to money and uh, you know the subjects I like to talk about, they relate to business also, but business goes on, we have gas prices that are lower now, which is nice, I see... I never thought I'd be excited to see gas at four seventy nine, but I have seen that. I noticed near near a uh, in, they call them Indian casinos. I don't know if that's politically correct uh, way to say it, but the gas station near an Indian casino I drove by was actually under four dollars, and that's good. That's good news. I don't notice the price of food going down though. One interesting thing I, I don't know what the story was. Maybe there's a delivery day that I just missed, or I'm I'm early for. I was in uh, the grocery store a day or two ago, and there were no eggs. It was there was it was really weird. There was some of those hard-boiled eggs in the bag if you really need a quick lunch kind of egg. But the cartons of eggs where they normally would all be, it was all empty. Hopefully it's just the fact that the next day they get delivered or something, but that seemed a little weird. I'm guessing when they do come in, they'll probably be priced a lot higher. We have the issue of shrinkflation that keeps creeping up everywhere. I uh, I know there's a there's a popcorn box at everybody's favorite place, Wally World or Walmart. It went from 36 pieces inside, you know, bags, 36 bags inside down to 24 and the price went up. So you're getting two thirds of what you got before, but you're paying more, which means that's at least a 40 or 50% increase. That is what we're facing and it's not good. Now, social security this year is giving like an 8.7 or something percent raise in the dollar amount. The problem is if inflation's 15% and you get 9% increase, you're still behind. That's the problem with all of these measures. Number one, they're always behind the curve. They're behind in time. And I don't think any of the inflation measures in reality would show that it's only 8 or 9%. I think it's a lot more than that. And I think food is probably the worst The worst of that. And I do know that the fuel prices are going down a bit. Hopefully it's not because the strategic petroleum reserve is going to zero, I hope. But I, I don't follow that stuff. You know, it takes a full-time shift to follow all these news stories fully. You have to rely on some news feed or somebody to break it down or boil it down for you. Hopefully Business Buzz does some of that for you by boiling down some of the things you need to you need to pay attention to. I hope. So, one of the things that has been interesting the last uh, couple of weeks, the FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange like a Bitcoin kind of place that basically blew up and went bankrupt. And from what I can see, and like I say, it takes a full-time job to really follow all of this stuff, but from what I have looked up and read about, it sounds like billions of dollars were basically stolen. Now, the other problem is it sounds like some of these billions may have been laundered to different places, and I won't say that I know because I don't know, just some of the indicators around this person who ran this FTX and who his parents are and where they work, the type of jobs they have, and their political leanings, it's making me think that this money wasn't necessarily stolen by Sam, who is the uh, head of this thing. It looks like it may have been stolen and laundered. And I'm just not sure, uh, don't quote me, but I'm sure that all these billions that are missing are going to, it's going to turn out that they were stolen, I think. The funniest thing about this is that the guy who did this, you would think he would be in jail by now for stealing all this money, but he's actually being praised and speaking. He's speaking, or he already did speak in New York at a conference that includes our Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen. It's like... George Carlin said, it's a big club and you're not in it. It's a big club and we're not in it. That's what George Carlin said. This one article is interesting because the author, who is Crypto Megan, known as, uh, also known as Megan Nilsen, a crypto educator and consultant, it says FTX, which is this crypto exchange, was running like a fractional reserve bank. Its collapse is the craziest thing in crypto history. The thing about that is that, and I'm going to talk about the Federal Reserve Bank today, fractional reserve is our banking system. That's why when you go to your bank branch and you need, if you need $5,000 cash that day, you probably need to call them in advance and work out an appointment for a few days later because they don't carry that much cash. Now, the whole issue these days is cash itself is sort of on the down. Nobody cares about cash. Now, it's, it's basically it's your bank accounts and your stock accounts these days are basically like crypto. They're just digits in a computer. There's no cash sitting in a bank somewhere with your name on the shelf It's them saying that you have this coming to you if you ask for it. The problem is with a fractional reserve system, if everybody asks for it all at once, only 1% of the people are going to get their money. That's how bank runs start, and that's how this FTX thing went. But this one was even worse. Uh, And I'll try to boil this down. I don't want to bore you with a direct read of this article. It's from Kitko com news and um basically what they did is they invented a coin called ftt and that coin then was built up to have a certain quote value even though nobody was buying it for that and then that value coin was put into the balance sheet of this ftx and its partner firm Hedge fund Alameda, and I'm going to try to get into this. They call it a Ponzi scheme. Bankman Freed, that's that Sam guy, also founded Alameda Research, a quantitative trading firm which was affiliated with FTX. In early November, it was discovered that most of Alameda's assets consisted of FTT tokens. The firm was otherwise insolvent. So what happened is this FTX fabricated this new token or coin and they're not physical, they're crypto coins called FTT. Then they loaded that into this Alameda's balance sheet saying it had this giant value. But unfortunately, it turns out that this whole thing was built on air and it didn't have value. And the other thing, worrisome thing about this is this guy Sam Bankman fried actually was in discussions with the chairman of the SEC which is the Security and Exchange Commission and all you have to think about and it's like well, this is all you need to know is if people lost billions of dollars of their money I'll have to finish this at the other side of this break. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. This message reaches a million people or more every week. Spreading the gospel is more than one voice speaking to a million. It is and must continue to be a million voices, each speaking to one, pointing them to our friend Jesus. The Lutheran Hour with Dr. Michael Ziegler. The Lutheran Hour, Saturday and Sunday at 1.30, here on KKXX. When was the Ice Age? This is Ken Ham celebrating Christmas at the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum. Yesterday we learned that yes, there was an ice age, but only one, not many, like secular scientists suggest. But when was this ice age? Well, it was caused by the effects of the global flood of Noah's Day. This flood occurred around 4,300 years ago. So the ice age began relatively soon after that and lasted a few hundred years. Interestingly, Job, who lived around the time of Abraham, often mentions snow, ice, and hail throughout his book. But this isn't whether he would normally see where he lived. Perhaps Job was describing the Ice Age. When we start with the history recorded in God's Word, we can explain what we see in the world. Join us in northern Kentucky for our free Christmas events at the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum. Plan your visit at AnswersRadio.com. That's AnswersRadio.com. America, bless God. Fellow Americans, your hearing this admonition establishes that you are one who cares for the America that has been so blessed by Almighty God. We implore you to embrace the laws of nature and of nature's God, to read and know the Constitution. Join with other moral and religious people and organizations to foster the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. America, bless God. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Glad you can spend part of your afternoon with me. So, I won't beat a dead horse, but this FTX thing is really interesting if you want to look into it. A bunch of celebrities vouched for it. A bunch of them probably invested a lot of money. I don't know. You know, these celebrities, they claim to receive all these giant sums, but I've kind of heard that a lot of these celebrity giant sums like 20 million for a movie don't really go directly to them. They sort of get laundered back through to the film companies and the other people in Hollywood. Um, I can't vouch for that. Obviously I'm not a movie star and I don't play one on television, but I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these celebrities that you think are making a hundred million a year are not. And, um, That's as far as I'll go with that because I'm not an expert. I'm just speculating based on some of the things I've read. And a couple other things since it's things are time flies, always goes too fast. So I was probably, if you've been listening to Business Buzz for the last four or five years, I would guess I'm the first person to tell you about a to tell you about a phenomenon called Q and what's interesting is Q took about a year and a half off between December of 2020 and summer of 2022 and didn't do any posts and where you find Q is through Q's posts Some people believe Q is something real. Some think it's a scam. It's, I don't, I can't vouch for whether it is real or not, but I sure think it's entertaining and makes for interesting reading. And some of the more recent Q posts are very interesting. I brought, I brought a printout of some of them. Um. I'll just read a little bit of some of these. And the place that I go to read them is called Q Research. Uh, Just type in Q Research, um, Q Posts, and I'm sure it'll come up. The way they have to spell it is weird. It's Q-R-E-S-E-A-R dot C-H. So it's kind of tricky the way they get Q Research into their URL. But... I encourage you to at least read about this. I think it's fascinating, and I enjoy it. And it just has a lot of thought-provoking things in these posts. I'm just going to read a couple of them. This is post 4961. It's from November 9th, 22, and it says... Endless lies, endless wars, endless inflation, endless printing, endless oppression, endless subjugation, endless surveillance. Who will put an end to the endless? Taking control, signed Q. So that's the kind of thing you read in these Q posts. And they're basically there. They I won't say they're there to make you think, but I'd say they make you think. And they make you want to dig a little further. And in a related post uh, from 111122, 11, number 4962, it says Who are the silent thieves? Why are they manipulating you? How are they stealing your wealth? Bubble, crash, steal, lie, repeal. Oh, I'm sorry, repeat. What is inflation? Monetary manipulation taxation without representation, put an end to the endless, 1913, signed Q. So those are the kind of things that these Q posts give you. Uh, Very interesting. And I'm going to just try to answer some of these in my own opinion. You can be that as it may kind of thing, and you can have your own answers, of course. But I'm going to be talking about banks in a few minutes So I'll answer some of these in my own way. Who are the silent thieves? So I would say the biggest silent thief would be the organization that was allowed to control the money of the United States 109 years ago in 1913. Its name is deceptive because it's not federal and it has no reserves. And I would say that's probably what they mean here by the silent thieves. Their actual goal is to create 2% per year inflation. Well, over 109 years, 2% per year pretty much makes your dollars worthless. And of course, inflation is way more than 2%. It says, why are they manipulating you? Well, in my opinion, I'll answer that with, They've been doing that because if they control all the money, they run the banking system, they decide who gets to borrow money and who doesn't. That's the biggest form of manipulation I think anybody could do. They also buy they buy up I believe I read that the Federal Reserve owns almost half of all of the treasury bonds in the world, which means that this is not a fair It's not a market that's determining these prices. It's artificially being bought by the place that can print money. And every time they print money, they're diluting the value of your dollars in the bank or in your wallet. And the definition of inflation, if you look in a dictionary that's over 10 years old, because they've managed to change definitions lately, the definition of inflate inflation is an inflated money supply. It's not prices. The definition of inflation is an increase in the money supply. Now, lately, the money supply has been going down since they started doing this interest rate hike thing. And technically, that's deflation. But there's been so much inflation, especially since 2008, that... Any little backing off right now is almost meaningless. How are they stealing your wealth? Well, like I said, they're inflating property prices. Uh, there, That allows people to take out new mortgages, make their mortgages higher. Then poof, when they raise interest rates, mortgage rates go up, house prices go down, and all of a sudden you're underwater and you owe more than your house is worth. That sounds like stealing wealth to me. Bubble, crash, steal, lie, repeat. Well, that's what's been going on. We have these stock market bubbles like the year 2000. And it crashes. We have 07 housing bubble and it crashes. Now, there are a lot of people who bought up back in like 2010. And at the time, I thought, wow, that's gutsy. But it turns out that there was another bubble beginning. And then we have now have a new bubble of housing that is a, a good chance it can crash. I'm not a financial advisor. Don't take this as financial advice. I'm just giving my opinion. I'm not a certified financial planner. And I wouldn't give you any advice over the uh, air anyway because I don't know your particular financial position. What I will say is that Bubbles and crashes seem to occur all the time and it seems like the basic middle class people are the ones who take the brunt of most of these. So that was just my little plug for this thing called Q and I recommend you at least read about it. You decide for yourself whether you think it's legit. I think it's very thought provoking and I enjoy reading it and then digging a little after I read things to see what they're talking about. And it's, to me, it's very interesting. So I just want to share that with you in case, in case you're interested in another alternative viewpoint, which as you know, is my main thing on business buzz. I want you to think outside the box and don't listen. Don't believe everything you hear from me or anybody. Now, the other problem we have is that with the interest rates going up, the central banks are now insolvent. In other words, when a company's liabilities exceed their assets, they're technically insolvent. What's happening with the Federal Reserve now is that when they raise interest rates, that automatically decreases the value of all of their holdings of bonds. I've explained this before on Business Buzz, but when interest rates go up, bond values go down. Our Federal Reserve is heading towards insolvency. Most big banks are probably insolvent right now. I can't vouch for that because obviously obviously, this stuff is not available to be looked at, but there's people who do piece all these things together with the inferences they do find in all these charts and I'm going to be coming up on that last break in a minute, but there are people who piece these things together. They're basically saying that now central banks are insolvent, and even though the central banks themselves will say it doesn't matter because we can just print money, printing money is the whole basis of their problem for the last 22 years, and that is the problem. If the central bank is insolvent, and they're the ones, in a sense, backing the U.S. dollar, because the U.S. dollar does not have a backing anymore of any kind of gold at all. What does that say for the value of your U.S. dollar if the backing of it is insolvent? This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be right back on Business Buzz. I'm E.J. Williams. Each year, millions of animals are abandoned, and more than a million are euthanized before they can be rescued. Organizations like American Humane are working to harness the healing power of the human-animal bond, as animals can be trained as life-saving service and therapy dogs to help veterans, the elderly, and children with special needs to overcome the obstacles of everyday life. To find out how you can help give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, please visit AmericanHumane.org. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I hoped he'd get help. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Enjoying another nice Chico afternoon. I know we got more rain coming, so it's uh, it's not easy. But the rain's good too. Sunshine's good, and the rain is also good. It's all good, as they say. So I brought a really interesting short article. It ties into the Federal Reserve I've been talking to, I'm talking about. And it's called, it says, The Jesuit Sinking of the Titanic to Create the Federal Reserve Corp. And then a little note at the start, it says, The Federal Reserve is no more federal than Federal Express. It is a privately owned corporation established in 1913 to make money by printing money at interest for the U.S. government and is under control of the Rothschilds Bank of International Settlements located in Geneva, Switzerland. In 2012, it made $77 billion in profits alone. So it, um, this article says, Switzerland is home to the Rothschilds, the military that guards the Vatican, the secret bank accounts of the wealthy, and a country who was never attacked or invaded during World War I or World War II. Its flag is the same Red Cross, the same Knights of Templar Cross. Christopher Columbus flew on his journey to have never set foot in America, yet somehow historians report that he discovered America. It says, certain conspiracy theorists believe that there was a force behind the signing, the sinking of the Titanic. A Catholic order known as the Jesuits compelled to carry out Jesus' work. In this instance, theorists believe that the establishment of the U.S. Federal Reserve was ushered into being. Those in belief of the theory speak of a group of Illuminati enlightened individuals with a plan for a new world order in which it will be necessary to establish the Federal Reserve. Many are unclear on what exactly the Federal Reserve is. Operated outside of the constraints of the U.S. government, the Federal Reserve has these responsibilities. Conducting the nation's monetary policy, blah, blah, blah. Supervising and regulating banking institutions to ensure the safety and soundness of the nation's banking system, blah, blah, blah. Protect the credit rights of consumers, blah, blah, blah. Maintaining stability of the financial system, systemic... Containing systemic risk that may arise, blah, blah, blah. Don't forget in about 20, in 2008 and nine, they took care of the systemic risk by sending, I believe, $12 trillion over to European banks. That's the, uh, that's their version of containing systemic risk. Ouch. with uh, friends like these, who needs enemies, right? So it says theorists believe that this Jesuit establishment was created so that the order could loan money, shape the world landscape, and become one of the most powerful organizations in the world. Here's how the Federal Reserve and the Titanic are connected. In 1910, seven men met on Jekyll Island just off the coast of Georgia to plan the Federal Reserve Bank. Nelson Aldrich and Frank Vanderclip represented the Rockefeller Financial Empire. Henry Davidson, Charles Norton, and Benjamin Strong represented J.P. Morgan. Paul Warburg represented the Rothschilds banking dynasty of Europe. The Rothschilds were the banking agents for the Jesuits and hold, quote, the key to the wealth of the Roman Catholic Church. Necessary to their plans, the Federal Reserve did have some opposition, those who saw what the future would become if banking was outside of the government's hands, the rates set by a private company such as the Fed. All the wealthy and powerful men the Jesuits want to get rid of were invited to take the cruise. Three of the richest and most important of these were Benjamin Guggenheim, Isidore Strauss, the head of Macy's department stores, and John Jacob Astor, probably the wealthiest man in the world. Their total wealth at that time, using dollar values of their day, was more than $500 million. Today, that amount of money would be worth nearly $11 billion. Well, actually, this article was written a while back, so that's probably $20 billion by now. These three men were coaxed and encouraged to board the floating palace. They had to be destroyed because the Jesuits knew they would use their wealth and influence to oppose a Federal Reserve Bank, as well as the various wars that were being planned. It can also be mentioned that J.P. Morgan, the individual contracted to build the Titanic, was scheduled to be on the maiden voyage, but canceled. Supporters of the idea that the Titanic shipwreck was orchestrated carefully, uh, a person picked to captain the ship, a man that would do anything for the order and God's will, Captain Edward Smith, quite possibly the most experienced captain of the time, Smith had navigated the waters of the Atlantic for 26 years, a master of the icy waters that the Titanic would be sailing. He was a Jesuit and worked for J.P. Morgan. As National Geographic stated in their 1986 documentary entitled The Secrets of the Titanic, anyone could be a Jesuit and their identity not be known. When the ship departed southern England on board was Father Francis Brown. He was the most powerful Jesuit in all of Ireland and the Jesuit master of Edward Smith. Here is Jesuit treasury at its finest. The provincial Father Francis Brown boards the Titanic, photographs the victims, most assuredly briefs the captain concerning his oath as a Jesuit, and the following morning bids him farewell. So uh, that guy named Brown didn't take, the, didn't take the cruise. Theorists believe that the myster- mysteries surrounding the singing of the Titanic are simply too coincidental not to be premeditated. Smith, being a master navigator of the Atlantic, allegedly sailed directly into iceberg territory, failing to heed the numerous warnings given by other ships to decrease speed and tread carefully. The glancing blow to the side of the Titanic is also said to violate basic safety measurements associated with sailing. Danger is meant to be met head-on to avoid exactly what happened to the Titanic. Anyway, you can read more about that. I've got—I don't have time for all of these. The. Uh, Uh, I've got another one here: the eerie link between the Federal Reserve and the sinking of the Titanic. I've always been curious because the Titanic. I think there's been about 20 movies made about it, and you know they always they're always basically the same. But they know I don't think they mention the fact that that captain knew a lot better than to do what he was doing, and uh, that strikes me as very odd that a captain with almost 30 years of experience would sink an unsinkable ship like that. And we're coming up on the last few minutes of business buzz, so I guess I'll talk try to talk about local business I'm seems like of my clients this year most of them have done pretty well some of the businesses didn't do well but the ones that are doing very well uh, seem to be the people in the business of building and the housing business uh, Realtors did great in 2021 I'm curious to see how 2022 will be going for them because, I'm pretty sure it's slowing down a bit with these new interest rates. It's amazing that these interest rates have risen faster than they ever have before. Interest rates that were about 3% a year or so ago are now over 7 and that is bound to cause a lot of consternation. The problem is that, obviously, if you could afford a house at 3% interest, you might not be able to afford the same price at 7%, and that's the whole problem with these uh, rates going up. The other problem everyone has is that interest earnings in the bank are not catching up with what they should be. I know they're a lot higher than they were a year ago, but I think a savings account still has a hard time finding 2 or 3% interest. That's not nearly what the inflation rate is. Bottom line is that people on fixed incomes that aren't wealthy, they're going to have to tap into their savings if inflation is running at 15 or 20% and their social security check which was barely making it before is only going up by 8 or 9%, well they're going to fall behind another 10% this year. Not good. I don't think there's a real easy solution for the inflation that's happening. And based on what I know, food prices are not going down, even though gas prices have. Now, eventually the fact that gas prices are lower, it will help. Another problem with the gas prices is that diesel is still close to $6 a gallon. And I'm sure it's still over five, even at the most inexpensive gas stations on the on the I-5 corridor where all the trucks are. It seems to me that we're not going to be able to get these uh, consumer prices down very fast and it's going to result in people cutting out spending because they have to spend more at the grocery store and more at the gas pump and now more with their mortgage if they're trying to buy a house. Nothing is going as far as it used to. And to me, it just seems like with the middle class getting squeezed like it has, it seems like the entire purported mission of the Federal Reserve System, which I said has been been here for over 100 years, it doesn't seem to have worked in the favor of the basic average person. The other thing coming down the pike here is what's called CBDCs, which is Central Bank Digital Currency. If they try to do that, you may get some kind of exchange for your dollars into these digital dollars, but then you won't have anywhere to go. There won't be such a thing as cash because it'll all be digital, and that won't be very convenient, and it'll be very what can I say? Obtrusive as far as intrusive, I should say. It's not, I mean, what the the whole point of the government is for the government to work for the people. And it seems like with the income tax system and all the things that they've gone on in the last 50 years, it just seems like that's been reversed. And we feel like the government is running us, and that's the opposite of the way it's supposed to be. And I think all this monetary stuff is playing into that. And it's it's just really making life kind of strange for everybody. And you just feel like you don't control your own destiny anymore the more they intrude with these bank laws. And if they try to do a digital currency, I don't know how that's going to go kind of crazy uh, new forms are coming out the IRS is going to be sending making businesses send forms for much lower thresholds very uh, very strange now remember the income tax system is a voluntary system I still haven't wrapped my head around that one uh, I, my goal as a CPA is just to help people get their filing done and pay the lowest legal tax possible. I'm Harold Littlejohn CPA. Thanks for joining me on Business Buzz. I'll talk with you next time.